another new time guest making an appearance. We got Precious D from the Monster Movie Fun Time Go podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Anytime, and uh, we we have been going back and forth. We were thinking of collabs, and then we kept getting distracted by all the holidays and when to do it and other commitments. And then finally, you're like, "I'm available," and I was like, "Oh, that's right." We, you know what? You did mention Godzilla. Let's let's hit it. Let's just go. Let's go cover our favorite moments from that nonstop franchise. And you know, we've revisited so many different movies and TV and even music on here, but inevitably you want to revisit the stuff you really like and so i it's one of the many other movie tv franchises where i was like hey instead of just going through it again or dissecting just one particular scoop how about we just you know uh, like many of these let, let's talk about our favorite villains let's talk about our favorite uh battle scenes and uh at this point uh, in this case, you know, there's too many to list. Let's talk about our the highlights, our favorite moments. Uh, just, just even just shots that you could just memorize for days and just show people. Uh, <laughs> and that that's standard. Well, I mean, there's stick with so many that have been turned into. Yeah, <laughs> there's uh, several that have been turned into gifts now. So um, many of those KJ movies, movies, yeah. Like the, the dance and the. the tail slide and things like that well on our show we are going through the history of kaiju my original thought was to you know do the godzilla series and i thought well that won't be enough yeah and the there's 20 plus so movies we you know just like james bond you'll scoot for those within a year <laughs> yeah so we decided to do the whole history of you know the things not yep. to start with godzilla but the things that led up to that You've done so Gargantuans, Gamera, you've done all, all sorts of films on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, I've seen my co-host Honeybee, who may or may not be joining us in a bit. No, it's fine. Um, she had a little, uh, her brother had some car trouble. She had to be on. Oh. Um, I've seen them all. She has not. So most of these she's seen for the first time. <laughs> More, taking more her time recent, going yeah. through it <laughs> yeah she has seen the legendary ones already yeah, those that's are, cool you know, new movies <laughs> yeah so we're we're up to 96 we just finished the Heisei mm. uh, in case your listeners aren't familiar the Godzilla movies tend to be broken up into different eras yes and in fact, let, let, let's talk about that before we go in here. <laughs> like, yeah, so Godzilla <laughs> eras, you know. So they're they're similar to the the eras correspond to who was emperor at the time. Mm -hmm. Similar to how in uh, European, American, English history, you might talk about the Elizabethan era, the Victorian era, mm -hmm. that kind of idea in Japan, but based on who was emperor. And it's a little confusing because they don't mention it in the movies, but for fans, it's like secondary. Yeah. We're following it in the box sets yeah. and everything. So, right. The Showa era uh, is so from Showa 54 is the, the first batch to 75. He, he's more suspenseful. He's more of a gray uh, to green. The, the first the first movie, of course, it's is a very yeah. serious movie. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and the second one is still pretty serious. Oh, yeah. Then when we 
get the King Kong versus Godzilla things start getting a little goofier and they get yeah who's the big bad throughout throughout the Showa era Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the Heisei era begins in 1980 he's a darker green and somewhat more gray and blue at times even than Millennium era that's after they did the you know Zilla in the states with night in 98 in America but yeah he comes back to Japan they ignore that canon he's way more after, dense uh, and detailed and gray and dark yeah scaled. after the American version they decided okay we need to do this again ourselves and let's kill the Zilla character in the last 041 and now we got the Rea era with this 2016 live action one right. which is also a throwback so, to the 50s yeah so what they call the millennium era i think technically culturally is still heisei era but the films themselves are clearly part of a different batch mm, of films because it's that after the 2000s so, yeah yeah and each of those most of those are they're constantly rebooting yeah um, now it's a Netflix. We see a lot these days yeah. in movies. We keep seeing this happen in some of our own franchises, like Halloween or Terminator, where they say, okay, this is a sequel to that first movie, but all those other sequels didn't count. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, where it definitely gets complicated. Movie, <laughs> the first movie. So they do that for a while with Godzilla. Godzilla 2000, Godzilla versus Nakagiris. Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidra, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. Each of those are direct sequels to the first movie that ignore the previous movie. That, that is they, true. And, That's a very good point. That yeah. So many people think, hey, it's like James Bond. It comes after him. Like, well, depends, because there's some stuff they yeah. acknowledge and other stuff they're vague and don't really acknowledge. So. Yeah. Then there's a Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, and then we have an exception. Godzilla Tokyo SOS is a direct sequel for that. But then we go back to what we were doing with Godzilla Final Wars and they ignore all the other ones. But in that one, it's got everything. Every monster that has appeared just about is in that, including the creature now known as Zilla, the American <laughs> Godzilla makes an appearance. It was almost <laughs> purposely made to look shitty. Oh, yeah. It's it's insane. Uh, that, that's a good segue. Mecha Godzilla, I think, just always stands out. It's just a very fun full of himself villain you just love i just love how he taunts and that music is just so killer it's like something you would hear in either dare i see some kind of 70s exploitation picture whether it be black exploitation or even maybe a kung fu flick it's just very funky and then <laughs> i just they keep cutting to just some intense close-ups of them just like they just pan and scan and just been a big instant zoom and seeing him just have find clever ways to just kind of stamp all over Godzilla before he eventually gets the upper hand is just fun. Half the time he's just throwing other buildings at him, making use of his strength instead of just clobbering him with his arms. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and the rematch in the 90s I thought was fun too, although that was confusing at first because some versions had it as Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla versus or Godzilla versus Mecha 2, 
and you're like, wait, there was already a part two in the 70s. You know? <laughs> it's called part yeah, three. So Godzilla. Like you say, Godzilla. it goes back to that continuity. It's acknowledging one aspect. Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla 2 is not the sequel to Godzilla versus Mega Godzilla. Yeah. And that's Japan. It's not called two. It's just called Gojira Tai Mega Gojira. You're right. But for some reason, they thought Americans needed that distinction and need a sequel they couldn't they didn't think they could just reuse the title it would confuse americans they could have said mechagodzilla returns (laughs) yeah and the same thing though in the millennium era uh godzilla against mechagodzilla in japan it's still godzilla tiger it's but they changed versus to against just so we would know this is a different movie don't confuse them when you're renting them or buying them. Mm-hmm. And you'll know because it'll say, you know, copyright 93 versus copyright 74, you know. <laughs> oh. So, um, you wanted to talk about best moments. I think Zelda, uh, I already listed one just to get us comfortable, but well, what are the ones that just make you go, man, I'm watching the best the franchise has to offer? <laughs> Like whether it's a fight scene, whether it's an intense moment, whether it's suspense build up, or even just a cool establishing shot, you know, or a exposition by a scientist, you know. I mean, uh, the the original movie is, I mean, it's just that it's amazing. Yeah, if you have still holds up. It, see it. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good, and um, there's just so many moments god there's this there's this moment in it when family it's in the japanese version i don't think it's in the i think so yeah it's cut out a lot in the international yeah where uh, a woman and her two children are huddled in the corner of the outside of the building in the alcove godzilla's coming yeah telling you don't worry we'll be with daddy soon yeah, acknowledging that this is it. Already dead, and just so talk about and, embracing the inevitable, just surrendering. Yeah. Uh, all of us, you know, we like to at least say maybe there's hope. Remain optimistic. Remain a little less cynical. And that these guys are just like, I don't see any way around this. I, it's not that they want to embrace death. It's just more. It's like I. I guess we're gonna just get comfortable here. Say our prayer. I mean, she just she's just trying to keep her children as calm as possible. The you know the, the hurricane is coming. There's nothing we can do about it. Just yeah, she go with the it. tide. It's, it's just so uh, it's devastating. Um, one of my favorites is Godzilla 2000. I saw that in the theater. It's one of the Probably the only Japanese one I got to see in the movie theater because most of them don't come to the theaters here. Just mm-hmm. Some of them were never released here in the theater, straight to TV or straight. And the, I just love that whole movie, but the end of it spoilers, folks. The end, Godzilla has uh, beaten the monster, and there's a sort of vague idea from the humans that Godzilla just saved us from this other monster 
But then this this one guy is standing on the rooftop, sort of confronting Godzilla, and Godzilla just kills him. Yeah, and absolutely. Just and the way you see it, like with his hand, it. it just comes down and like the and good practical effects. And, yeah, and then he just turns around and continues the rampage through the city. Right as the movie ends, he could, to make it, it clear, no, he's not on our side. Absolutely, he is, and in if you had to years, ask, Godzilla you're not ready to learn. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla kind of represents different things at different times, and mm-hmm. in this one, he's a tornado. <laughs> he's kind of a yeah, he's a force of nature. I don't think he gets off on yeah. any violence, but he definitely in this one just feels like everybody has wronged him. He's a Frankenstein kind of monster, just you know. Just. Yeah. He's, um, he just, yeah, I just love that he just—he's a—he's a hurricane. You can't reason with it. No, he just continues to tear. Oh, and that's so, why I like. Whereas at other times he is—he is other times he is specifically. This is your punishment for nuclear weapons. Exactly. Um, the retribution for developing those. I'm the danger of those. And then at other times, he's the hero defending us from other monsters. Uh, but then sometimes he's just a force of nature, which is in most of these movies, not just Godzilla, but the ones that lead up to Godzilla, the monster does represent something some kind of idea yeah true yeah and in japan social in japan they are very much often under threat from nature itself mm-hmm. once they get past the being under threat of nuclear bombs you know they have problems with earth, earthquakes and typhoons and oh yeah volcanoes yeah yes so that is a very real uh, threat that's just always there for them. so mm-hmm. they can in the times when he's a force of nature, it's a, it's a reflection of that fear. Very much so. Fear of uh, again. Yeah, oh, and that's exactly it. Like, this is the terrors of nuclear bombardment if it were to just continue on and on and on and yeah. no end in sight. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, for a first outing, it, it's not shabby at all. And I kind of, most of these kind of go into my actual favorite moments. I mean, that's why I identify so much with the 1985 Godzilla, because it literally acts as like a direct like tribute and sequel to the first one, while mm-hmm. showing even more of that whole he is out for blood, he's attacking everybody, and you actually care about the humans in this one, because that's one big common complaint. Some people are iffy on the heroes and <laughs> villain human characters. Uh, yeah, sometimes even the... Absolutely. Sometimes the aliens that oversee them and encourage both beasts to fight really yeah. are too convoluted, depending on which version of any of these movies you're watching. And this one is just the right tone. Like you're getting a very competent military this time who's got like five different plans instead of just we'll blow it up until we can't fire off any more nukes anymore. And uh, the evacuation is very cool and just. The music just perfectly echoes all the terror and excitement for that last 40 minutes, almost, you know, (laughs) just seeing them climb through the buildings bit by bit. Yeah. And it's a good, like you say, 
it avoids the infamy of say the smog monster as well as instead of just being the billionth who's he going to have a wrestling match with and defend the city or unintentionally destroy people while fighting you know hey i i love the smog monster i loved it oh it's fun but it's just more of an acid trip <laughs> well yeah but that's what i like about it well it's also it's uh it's trying to be about something which I think Godzilla is best when it's about something that isn't just a wrestling match. Mm -hmm. And uh, so sometimes we play on our show the game. What is this movie really about? <laughs> but they, but you don't have in Godzilla versus Laura versus the Smog Monster version. Watch. There's no question. They're just very upfront. This movie is about pollution. <laughs> pollution bad. Godzilla's punishing us for polluting the planet uh he's gonna well he's he's gonna save us from our own monster we created by polluting the planet but he's also gonna scold us for creating the situation first because that movie ends yeah with kind of like hey i better not have to come back here again mm -hmm. i'm gonna fix it this time but <laughs> what's the problem now so that one is was one of our favorites so we just loved it because it just does so many because it's it's about something, but also it tries different things. Because we were kind of getting in a, in a bit of a rut at this point. It was. But I was just we glad that they competitive and also just full of nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, and this one's got its own. Well, I don't want to say nonsense. It's got crazy stuff, but it is all in service of the theme, mm -hmm. which is bad. Yeah. No. Very uh, true. Because. Uh, unlike James Bond, I never got much of a sense that it was trying to ape anything else, and it helped that it was the number one monster saga for the longest time. So it was kind of just going its own way with whoever the creative was hired for that outing. That's the narrative they were going to pick versus trying uh, to get it done. He supposedly got in a little bit of trouble for that. <laughs> Oh, they, which one? You know, they kind of turn it over to him, and then the producer comes back and is like, "What the hell did you do to my Godzilla?" Oh yeah, I mean, there was but always I some behind the scenes. Think that has writing. been exaggerated because they did have work on other stuff later. They just didn't have work on the next Godzilla. <laughs> I, I do, <clears throat> I do get amused though by people who um, complain about politics. In Godzilla, they're like, oh, really? You know, if you give some kind of critique, there's always going to be somebody on the internet. Who's like, hey, why do you got to make it political? Godzilla's not political. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a, it's about the dangers of nuclear war. That's yeah, it's like Star Trek. Apparently, everyone thought it was all yeah. just sexy people who are cowboys in right. space, and it's like, no, it's more than that. There's allegories for yeah. everything, from war crimes nuclear, to abortion. Like, watched it. Yeah. Well, a lot of these people. You watched it when you were a child, and all of that stuff went over your head. You saw you the content, understand. but you didn't see the substance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you didn't get what it was trying to tell you. And now you say you're a fan, but you're actually opposed to everything mm -hmm. that's And you don't understand that. And also, everything's political. Absolutely. If, uh, that's why I you like make a movie that is. Making a movie that maintains the status quo is saying everything is okay the way it is. Don't worry <laughs> about it. 
it's fine. This is all fine. And that is also a political statement. People don't get that yeah, because they don't want to use it's reinforcing brain. what they already believe and what they're already comfortable with. So they just agree with the political statement. They don't they try to think they think that it's they try to jump on a bandwagon or they try to even form it a is. rivalry and it's like who says they have to do that? So I, I do, and because sometimes this comes up when people critique um, some of the blackface that's in some. Oh concept. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, why are you gonna make it political? It isn't like it's more inherently political. Although right. I, the implications of blackface in Japan might be different than the implications of our absolutely and American. If it's a distracting it's moment in a movie, it's, it's gonna come up awkward. anyway. I mean, yeah. That, Even Space Godzilla, I, I like. One thing, uh, Space Godzilla, I like the most because that illustrates what happens if you clone Godzilla by aliens and then have him fight himself. Yeah, he inevitably still defeats the monster, but he's a perfect implication of if you were to hand him over to another entity. It doesn't. It could be the Japanese military using him, and same same difference. It would go out of control, and would just result in more turmoil. But go ahead. So, um, but yeah, I, I just always find it people try to act like, yeah, how dare um, you bring politics into Godzilla? Like you have paying attention. Uh, I annoyed some Godzilla fans when I posted on how some of the American ones kept aping the Jurassic Park formula. I was like, they were only seeing the Easter eggs to classic Godzilla. I'm like, well, there's both. Yes, there's plenty of shots that are reminiscence of '70s era Godzilla, but there's still a lot of the same Jurassic Park smart scientists talking and then you know trying to yeah. find uh everyone hovering around and plenty of other tropes that you've seen in everything from predator to alien so yeah it's like people like you well, say have, uh go ahead we have some kaiju bingo cards uh, <laughs> you can download and uh you can, uh, they're kaiju cards, it's spell kaiju instead of bingo. But there are certain tropes, in not, not just Godzilla, but all these movies that you can check out on your bingo card. Things like uh, doing some math work, <laughs> uh, evacuation, uh, lady scientist. Oh, there you go. Things, things like that. In the most recent one we watched, though, we finally got to the era where she's just a scientist. Instead of a lady scientist, uh, there's a period. If it's a lady scientist, they sort of make a thing about what? You're a doctor, a woman doctor, and uh, in the most recent one we watched, she's just a scientist. Nobody says anything about it. She's just a person doing her job, and it's not a thing anymore. Thank goodness we got to that period. He's <laughs> not drooling lady scientist. Yeah, uh, and this is why I like this franchise a lot, though. Like, when they reuse their actors, they give them a lot of the same awesome, juicy exposition to share. To where, <laughs> eh, but yeah, you, you do have to carefully examine who's playing a recurring character versus who's playing a character who's pretty much a mirror of that same character. <laughs> uh, I know uh, Megalon. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they tend to reuse a lot of the same actors, but. Indeed. I know Most Megalon is pretty well liked, but by some and hated by others. And in that one, I'm just confused by 
the murderous scientist in that one. <laughs> in in which one? In uh, Megalon. <laughs> Godzilla vs. Megalon? Yeah. Uh, we will be going to see that on the big screen. Just a couple Oh, of interesting. Okay. Yeah. There is a, a little, not exactly a convention. It's more of a, what do they call it? Toy show. Uh, we're at, Artist by the way. show. It's it, it's so it's called uh, Kaiju Go. Kaiju Go. And you can look it up on kaijugo.com. Sweet. And it is taking place in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, sweet. I and might need to meet you there. there. <laughs> it's evening. It's not a whole convention, it's just a Saturday evening, but it's at a restored theater in downtown Fort Worth. Downtown. Very nice, downtown. man. I might need to meet you there. And they're showing them a double feature of Godzilla. I'm a Dallas native, so I might need to let me know when you're going. I might need to. <laughs> What's that? Uh, I'm I'm a Dallas guy, so I might need to meet you there. <laughs> oh, you're in Dallas. Okay. Well, there I'll tell you about another thing. Just a minute. It, the other movie I believe is Godzilla versus Mothra. Uh, All right. And that works. Then they're going to be having uh, some vendors. So it's in this restored theater. The um, the ISIS. Downtown, no relation. Downtown, <laughs> ISIS. Nice. Uh, yeah. And it is on August 26th. And they're showing Godzilla versus Megalon and Mothra versus Godzilla. And then they mm. will have some artists there, some toy vendors. And the, the showroom is going to open up a couple hours before the movie starts. And then there'll be a little interview between movies. Man, and, they really downplay this because I don't see any advertising for this typically. Um, and it's an annual thing, a once a month kind of deal. It just started. This will be the first year, I think. Sweet. Yeah, this is the first time they're doing it. And I think, assuming it goes well, they'll probably do it again next year. Sweet. They're calling it a Japanese monster film art and toy showcase. Very cool. And it is uh, being put together by Toku Toy Town and Chasbro Toys and YHS on Monster Island, which is a podcast that mm -hmm. talks about these kind of movies, but also talks about toys and films and stuff. So we've we've interviewed those guys on our show and we met them recently at G Fest. We'll see them again in a few weeks in Fort Worth. And then in November in Dallas. There's a new thing called the DAM Con, mm. which I believe DAM stands for Destroy All Monsters. There you go. And we, uh, Monster Movie Funtime Go is an official sponsor of that. And that is also like a one day convention toy show kind of thing. They're going to have a bunch of vendors and stuff. So Sweet. that is. So I'll send you the link to that if you That is BAMF. That is sweet. Yeah. So yeah, you should come out to both of those. Definitely. And if not, well, we'll still <laughs> at least go to just one of those things eventually. <laughs> yeah. So I think both of those are going to try to be things, but we'll see. But cool. I, I think the guys behind Kaiju Go want to 
just have something, you know, G-Fest is great, but it's all the way in Chicago. You can't go up in Chicago. Right. You can't go there every time or week. <laughs> you deal with it, just go to the Fort Worth. Sweet. And how long have you been going to various events? Like, it seemed like the craze kind of would keep dying and up and down. There was a great uh, Godzilla video game around 2004, I want to say, say, yeah, Save the Earth. That was the fun one. And that had an epic. Um, actually, no, it was Destroy All Monsters. And uh yeah, that was the first one, and then yeah, Save the Earth was the second one, and then they did uh, another one called Unleash, but they just had some my mad fighting moves in those. I haven't I haven't played those particular ones. Yeah, I totally recommend. PlayStation 3 game? No Godzilla game? You basically just smash up the city, then you can fuck bigger monsters. It's a little repetitive. Yeah, and it, definitely so. But I mean, I just at least like that they at least had the set, the design of the characters down compared to other mm -hmm. franchises, which would just have, you know, voice talent and character designs that look nothing like the beloved, you know, franchise. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I mean, the game looks good, but the gameplay yeah. is repetitive. Well, and the opening cinematics uh, were very, like, very well staged just very cool battle and and yeah i mean uh are there any other just like if you had to introduce any of these like what would be like your top five ones that you might introduce to people i've kind of said most of mine but if you have any others that you think like those those are the original king kong verses still hold up yeah i think if i were just picking a you like you're not gonna watch all of them but you want to get a taste of right thing just a sample yeah i would i would give them i'd give them the original of course oh. then i think i would um uh, maybe godzilla versus mecha godzilla the first uh, one. The, the original seventies one okay yeah no that the, the totally one. Mm -hmm. uh then possibly maybe godzilla versus biolante Okay. Uh, Godzilla versus Destroyer. Uh, and then I give him Godzilla 2000, and then probably uh, the uh, the legendary Godzilla. I've tried so much with 2000. That one is so slow to me, but uh, I do like the creature design in that one. <laughs> that, that would be my sampler. All right. All right. Very cool. Um, is there any do you feel like Mothra is very well uh do you think she's better used in the initial movies in the sixties and seventies or is she better used in the nineties, you think? Uh well we haven't uh we're about to get to her nineties movies, you know, for sure. So I'll have to because I haven't I've owned them for years, but I haven't actually watched them. <laughs> but Mothra is my, my co-host's favorite uh, kaiju. She just loves Mothra in both of her forms. Her love is Mothra. Okay. All right. I think, yeah, uh, 
she's probably best served in her own movies to whatever period they're from. So, but I think the, the 90s ones are really kind of children's movies. I mean, I kind of don't see much difference in the tone other than the 85 one being grim. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say there's a Star Wars type or James Bond mentality where it's very basic story. Uh, by the 2000s, though, it's definitely very reduced to kind of being kind of an anime. <laughs> Only live action. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I... I'll have a better idea when you watch those because we have. I mean, they're fun and all, but you're not going to remember half of what goes on. Other, I mean, one. I know the one in the 2000s was kind of remembered because Godzilla literally hits a guy, uh, monster in its junk. Just to keep it PG here, <laughs> and it kind of that's as R-rated as Godzilla kind of gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, the thing is, there's so much. This is a really great time, I think, to be a kaiju fan because there's so much coming up. They're now available on Blu-ray and DVD, Mill Creek Pass. They're easy, they're, they're easy to watch. Uh, Pluto just made a Godzilla channel. Sweet. And almost all of them are also on demand there on their, on their service, Pluto.tv, I believe. Good. Website. Um, but they're also uh, some of them are on HBO, some of them are on TV. That's what I noticed too. Some of them come on Turner Classic Movies. Yeah, yeah. So watching the old ones is easier than it's ever been. But there's also so much new content coming out. There's a new movie from Japan coming out next year. There's a Interesting. Apple TV show coming out soon. There's uh, Kong's the Skull Island cartoon just came out. I haven't seen that. Wow. Godzilla. Uh, what do you call it? Singular Point on Netflix. Godzilla anime on Netflix. A series of Godzilla anime movies on Netflix that people are have mixed feelings about them, but they're but they're there. Uh, there's a new Godzilla versus Kong movie coming out next year so we're gonna have two godzilla movies next year oh they're they're doing another revisit of that yeah godzilla x kong the new empire and and then uh on from the competition you got a gamma animated series coming out interesting wow okay so lots to keep up with yeah and of course if you're into the more Tokuzatsu stuff. There's constantly new Ultraman and new Kamen Riders coming out. And a lot of that is on YouTube now. Ultraman. Yeah, yeah. Ultraman. Episodes for free on YouTube now. Not pirated ones, official ones. (laughs) There's channels on Pluto and and Tubi. There's channels that show that kind of stuff all the time now. And uh, yeah, there's these little mini conventions popping up all over the place where you can go there's, there's, of course, the big G-Fest every year, but there's these little ones that I just mentioned, and there's other ones popping up in other places. There's, I think All Monsters Attack was an ongoing convention. I think so, yeah. I haven't been to that. Wow. Hope to check it out. 
do you feel like there will ever be a gamma crossover or do you feel like the can't both uh fan bases kind of want to keep those separate <laughs> sorry well no i think everybody wants to see it we were just talking about that today we were recording one of our episodes earlier the gamma the gamma movie we were talking about was produced by Dae, but it was distributed by toho yeah and yeah, that's especially not, in the 90s was yeah. the first one <laughs> so i don't know why they were working together to do that but i Splitting the bill. I thought they had to settle a lawsuit because they viewed it as a ripoff. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, which is dumb because everything they're on shaky ground there though because they could be accused of ripping off all the things that they were inspired by. So yeah, I don't get it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I I would go that direction if I were them, but. Uh, yeah, all I know is they have no sense of humor, so I mean, that's why you'll never see even any Monster Vision or Mystery Science Theater, you know, episode that's cover it. You can't technically release it because Doho really loves their franchise, they do not want people making fun of Godzilla. (laughs) Yeah, I think you might be more likely actually to see it in a comic book before you saw it on the screen. Yeah, that makes better sense. I because I've seen over the years so many team ups in comic books that you would never see on film. Yeah, it's practically with impossible. Of, <laughs> with the exception of Alien versus Predator, because that was a comic book first, and then they actually turned it into a couple of movies. But unfortunately, didn't just do an adaptation of comic book. It would have been much better if they had just done that. Makes sense. So many movies would be better if they just took the comic book and turned that into a movie. They can't right? do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In speaking of comic books, Godzilla is about to fight the Justice League any minute now. Mm-hmm. He had uh, back in the seventies fought the Avengers in comics, and now he's Justice League and Kong. It's Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. So right. I think it's relatively easy to get a Godzilla comic book made. Little things like so much. I just, did a, I just did a panel at G-Fest about Kaiju in tabletop role-playing games. And there is no official Godzilla role-playing game. But there is a game that had they got the license to do Kong Skull Island, but they couldn't get the Godzilla license with that. So for whatever reason, Toho is not letting that happen. So it's just maybe or maybe they do and it just costs too much. Nobody can afford to get the license. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> So, do you have a particular favorite Godzilla movie? Uh, yeah, I, I've already mentioned '85, uh, right? Uh, Space Godzilla, and obviously the original. Like you just say, you know, it's just so dense and freaky. Uh, but yeah, if you just want a fun, fun, fun time, definitely see one of the any of the Mecha Godzilla crossovers. 
King Ghidorah movies and definitely the King Kong one. Uh, hell, even see some of the other Keiju King Kong knockoffs where he fights Robotic Kong. You know, it's just there's a lot to admire. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the, I love the, I love Mechanicon. I love Mechagodzilla. Just like the design. Right. Whether the movie itself makes any sense. They're just they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty to look at. I didn't love the design for the American one. In Godzilla versus Kong. Mecha Godzilla. That was kind of ugly. Didn't kill. But the classic ones. Oh, and... Uh, at G-Fest, we got to meet uh, the star of Godzilla against Mega Godzilla, Godzilla Tokyo SOS. Mm-hmm. Yumiko Shaku plays the Mecha pilot. Oh, she, she was. There. They were she there. A, a, yeah, there's a, well, there's a new movie called Aiki Boys, relatively new, from a couple of years ago. And she was there with the director of that movie, and they showed it. She was the big Mechagodzilla uh, replica behind her. You get your, your picture taken with her in front of this big, I don't know, eight, nine foot tall Godzilla. It's great. Uh, so, that's fair uh, enough. And uh, I'd say, uh, in terms of just other human interaction and grounding the suspense that uh, I, I definitely recommend the newest Shin Godzilla because not only does it as a perfect love letter to the original 50s black and white one, but also they kind of film it very much kind of like some of today's sci-fi horror movies where you feel like it's an actual CNN type, you know, newscast happening in real time. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I... the generals are... So, the, the way it's staged, just even in what should be a generic moment, just feels so meaningful and intense without getting repetitive. Like, we know some nothing, we know this is not going to end well, but we at least are intrigued. Like, okay, what happens next? Oh, the clock's ticking. <laughs> I did get to see Shin Godzilla in the theater. Oh, lucky you. I, I own it. Uh, I, and I recently saw Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen theater Shin Kamen Rider is already up on Amazon Prime took took forever for Shin Ultraman to come out in video but for some reason Shin Kamen Rider is already on Amazon like a month ago that it was in the theater so I don't know what that's about but I did like of those I think Shin Godzilla is definitely the most serious those three movies i'm not sure i quite liked it because partly because he might have done his job a little too well i found it very creepy and, and unsettling and disturbing which is what they were try, trying to do so i think the movie succeeded but was also maybe not a lot of fun because of that because uh, it wasn't trying to be fun it was trying to be unsettling <laughs> Just like just like the original movie, it's not supposed to be a happy good time movie. It's a it's a horror film. 
nuclear disaster weapons. So that seemed highly influenced by power plant disaster they had a few years before. That was part of the, I believe it was a tsunami that caused the power plant disaster. So it's kind of those two things. Absolutely. Combined. And also just, I was very confused because I thought, here, this monster is disgusting. When's Godzilla going to show up to fight this monster? And then it turns out, oh, this is Godzilla. <laughs> right. Just changing shape. It take, took a little while to realize that's what was going on. <laughs> yeah, some of Very those good. where he doesn't show up right away can be confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. He did show up right away. He just didn't look like himself. So I didn't realize. Right. Confusing <laughs> that it was him because he was doing Pokemon shit, going through different forms. But yeah, yeah, that's that a good point. Well, that would be hysterical. Godzilla was a Pokemon. <laughs> oh, uh, what's one of your favorite fight scenes before we go? I guess one of your favorite battles or fight scenes? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, Godzilla, um, I mean, Godzilla versus Destroyer is pretty weird. It might just because I just watched it recently, but you know, it, it's uh, it's brutal. No, yeah, no, that, that's a good one. Yeah, we'll return after these messages. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show.